This is a HeadGum Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Uh, so I got a box of four different Magic Spoon cereals in the mail this week. Cocoa, Fruity, Frosted, and Blueberry. And it was uh, the highlight of my week. When I was a child, I was only allowed to eat nice cereal on the weekends because in those days they hadn't figured out how to make cereal both nice and healthy yet. Uh, so the past few days I've been able to defy my parents and delight my child at the same time just by eating Magic Spoon's amazing frosted flavor, which reminds me of the only two days out of every week that I was ever truly happy as a boy. Um, now, it doesn't say this in the copy here, uh, which is honestly a little bit irresponsible, um, but in the interest of safety, I do want to just kind of spell out for everyone uh, that you shouldn't just open every box you come across just because sometimes there's nice cereal inside it. Uh, for instance, the Lament configuration is also a box you can find. Uh, based on the very few Hellraiser movies I've seen, sometimes you have to spend a lifetime looking for it, but sometimes it's just hidden in the floorboards of your attic. And if you carelessly open that box, you will be introduced to a world of pleasure and pain beyond anything the human mind can imagine. Um, so I want to be really clear here. If you're certain that what you have is a magic spoon delivery box, do open that. It tastes amazing, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Uh, but if you think there's any chance at all that the box you have might be the Lament configuration from Hellraiser, don't open that. It doesn't taste like anything, and usually Pinhead and an army of ill-begotten abominations called Cenobites will come out of it and pull you into a labyrinthine dimension of torment and agony. Go to magicspoon.com slash babysitters to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code babysitters at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash babysitters and use the code babysitters for free shipping. Uh, we want to thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. And again, just so it's absolutely crystal clear delicious boxes of breakfast food that will take you back to your childhood yes diabolical puzzle boxes that will open a portal to an army of extra-dimensional beings who will mercilessly flay your flesh no be safe out there and you're gonna lose the attitude before we begin or not i think my plan is to lose the attitude sometime in the first five to ten minutes of you're gonna lose the attitude before we begin or else Some... I'm not. I'm never. I never jack. <laughs> You're never jack. Yeah, I'll lose the attitude pretty soon. Okay. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Don't wanna hear you speak until you hear that beep. Cause I missed your call and I don't. Jack, uh, if you're hearing this message, I'm probably out in space trying to drill through an asteroid, but I don't want to miss whatever you have to say, so please do your thing when you hear that beep. Hey, Jack, it's me, Tanner. Um, just wanted to catch you up. I, I know you weren't in school today, so I wanted to catch you up on some of the stuff happening around school. Um, you know that girl, Sunny Winslow? She's like, her, her mom is sick, she's in the hospital. 
She essentially just never comes to class anymore, except when she is here, she um, is often kind of flirting with some of the, like, meathead jocks. Um, and often dudes who are, like, quite a few years older than her. She, I think she's only, like, 13. I think she's part of that class of 8th graders who, like, got sent over from the middle school to our high school. And, and you know, I think it is already weird that you and I are in high school here in Palo City, California, given that you're 41 and I'm 36, but it's even, it's made even more weird by the fact that there are all these 13-year-old girls hanging around. Anyway, um, she never comes to class anymore. She's, I think, essentially failing out, but she does show up every now and then to flirt with dudes like, um, you know, Chris, that guy Chris, um, or... Bo, that like really beefy dude, Bo, or um, Brock. So that's all I own. That's all I only ever see her now when she's like hanging out and like blowing kisses at these dudes. And I don't even think she like eats lunch with her like little friends anymore, like um, Dawn and and uh, Ducky and uh, Amalia and uh, Maggie. So. I don't know. I hope things are going well for her at home. I guess I don't know why I'm calling you, calling you to tell you all about this like random girl we don't even like really know all that well. I just hope like I hope she's not fighting with her friend Dawn, and I hope she's not neglecting visiting her mom in the hospital who's dying for cancer, and I hope that she's not like spending most of her time with Dawn's stepmom Carol, who's seven months pregnant and is um, in bed rest because she had an episode where she passed out in a dressing room at a department store. So I hope you, and I hope you're well too. Um, I guess I forgot to ask. I had to kind of check in with you and mostly just been talking about Sunny. I'm doing well, by the way. Um, so call me back. Uh, bye. Hey, Jack, what's going on? Are you going to no. lose the attitude or are you going to be uh... <laughs> a what? What did we used to call you? You used to call me a whiny baby a lot. No, glum plum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you going to be a glum plum or are you going to lose the attitude? I'll tell you what I told you before we started recording. It's my intention to lose the attitude in the first five to ten minutes of this recording. What's the matter? Did Harley Quinn, the, the <laughs> emancipation of Harley Quinn, not buoy you? <laughs> that is actually literally the matter. That's literally <laughs> what the matter is. You, <laughs> I think you intended the question as a joke. 
Yeah. But it, that is exactly what happened. I was in a salty, bad mood today for no fucking good reason other than I let myself spiral, probably from reading too much stupid, bad shit on the internet. And I was like, you know what? You know what's going to fix this? Instead of trying to work, instead of trying to throw myself into my art, which is this podcast. Yeah. I'm going to take the fucking day off. I'm going to go watch a one o'clock showing of the emancipation of Harley Quinn. And I'm going to eat a beyond vegan burger and I'm going to have two to three beers at one o'clock. So you're probably coming down from that. No, but there's no, there is no up. It did, and it did, it completely failed. And then I was like, what did I, I just fucking totally wasted the day. I have two things to say to you. Yeah. The first is, I told you to go see Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> you did not take my advice. You you texted me earlier today and said, I'm going to crawl in a hole and I'm going to die. Yeah, I did say that. And I said, please don't. I, it would be difficult for me to find a new co-host. Yeah, that was nice. And you said, I'm a bad co-host anyway. And I didn't disagree with you, but I did say. <laughs> yeah, you did say, go see, at least go, go see, see Sonic. Sonic, yeah. Yeah. And you didn't. Yeah. You went and saw Birds of Prey. So that's like that's already like you're working against yourself. You're shooting yourself in the foot. Point two. It was fine. I didn't hate it. It was better everyone, than that movie you and I saw together. Birds of Prey. The Suicide Boys. Oh, yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, point two. Yeah. Everyone is going to be sus- extremely suspect of the timing on this because today is the day that Mayor Pete and Amy Koblishar <laughs> dropped out how of you the- say her name. <laughs> dropped out of the democratic primaries that's so i want to i want to allay any rumors that that's why i'm in a bad mood <laughs> you said stuff online <laughs> you're like oh i read something online that put me in such a bad mood it wasn't that okay and it's called winnowing and it works you know <laughs> <laughs> and it's fine we're recording this here the day before super tuesday all of that will be hilarious uh footnotes by the time you listen to this, which will be, I don't know, I guess a, a little bit, uh, exactly one week from now, if you listen to it when it comes out. By the time I listen to this, Jack, yeah, I'm going to be bedridden. You're going to be a veteran? Bedridden. Oh, bedridden. Okay, what's happening? Oh, because the oh, you're in New York. It's here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's here. It's Major here. media company had to send an email to everyone today being like- It was like, like, please go home. Well, they were like, we're in stage one, and stage one means you don't have to go home yet. Stage yeah. two means you have to go home and work from home. And then it was like, we're all, like, we're absolutely going to be in stage two by like end of week. That's so I've fun. been stocking up on some of the essentials. Yeah. I have plenty of beer in the house. I have plenty of seltzer in the house. And I have plenty of Morning Star hot and spicy sausage patties in the house. Yeah. That here in Austin, next to the Morning Star hot and spicy sausage patties, there was a sign that was like, Please only take two Morningstar hot and spicy sausage patties because, like, everyone's stocking up, you know? Yeah. And, like, let's just, like, be kind to our neighbors now. There's not enough Morningstar hot and spicy sausage patties to go around. Yeah. So I think I'm ready. I think we're ready for it. I think we're ready for it. Um, I, today, just before we sat down to do this recording, um, I did have a piece of good news. And oh, okay. is that we was giving my child, Cyril... Uh, James Morgan Shepard, a bath time bath, mm-hmm. and um, I learned that he's not evil. 
not evil. It's not evil because you never you don't know until around this age. But um, okay. he, <laughs> I put all his cars in the bath with him, and like I guess in like grabbing the cars. <laughs> I accidentally grabbed one of my a Skeletor figurine that I have. Okay, <laughs> that you have. Yeah, yeah. It's yours, specifically yours. It's mine. Okay, yeah. It was given to me by uh, Sarah's cousin. Okay, and a- that went in the bath too, and it seemed fine. But at some point, he was like going through his like cars and toys in the bath and he was like picking them out of the bath and he was like it's thomas the tank engine and then he picked up a skeletor and he was like who's this he's scary <laughs> i was like that's skeletor he's like he has a hood yeah he's scary and then he hurled him out of the bath well gosh this is so tricky yeah jack actually because mm-hmm. is he ev- is he not evil because what he did was he saved Knowingly saved the life of an evil doer, thus facilitating uh, more evil in the world. Okay. If he yeah. was responsible. So in your narrative, Thomas the Tank Engine just like fucking drowned. Yeah. And he, well, he, he was like, we got to save Skeletor. And he yeah. said, yeah. Okay. What he did was he sa- he killed beloved children's icon Thomas the Tank Engine by drowning <laughs> him. <laughs> saved skeleton enemy of He-Man. okay well that's Skeletor. fine that's fine too i'm neutral on this stuff you know whatever he wants to choose if he wants to choose um i, I guess in eternia language if he wants to be a master of the universe in a kind of evil like, capacity in the evil way it, that's fine or if he wants to do it in the he-man way which is frankly kind of insufferable if you really think about it right what's the opposite of master of the universe I think they're all. I I've come to believe that they're all mass. That's why I kind of got tripped up. I kind of sub of the multiverse. <laughs> no, it's of something small. Oh, the microverse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got there. Anyway, uh, how's your child? Child is doing well. <laughs> oh God, it's the big one. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Child is doing well. He has three teeth. Three teeth. Okay. That's scary. And Where do you get he them from? He likes to oh, I collecting know. them. It's like the bone collector. I don't know where he got them. Yeah, I sort of assumed they were sprouting out of his own head, but yeah. like that's actually now that I think about it, that would be weird. That's like the gray eye. We've talked about the gray eye before. They pass one tooth between them. Three witches. Oh yeah, of mythology. And, and one eyeball. And one eyeball. Is it like that? Maybe. Except I don't know who's he, who he's in this agreement with, or okay. what other two babies he's in this agreement with. Yeah. Also, it seems like he's had the teeth for quite a while now. Okay, I don't want to freak you out, but the only alternative, and this is Occam's razor now, if it's not a gray eye type situation, the only thing I can think that is happening is those three teeth are sprouting out of his fucking face. And that's what I'm saying. That that even seems... Oh, shit, I just spilled a beer. Ah! Ah! So here's what happened. <laughs> Folks, <laughs> I told you that I was going to get out of my bad mood sometime in the first five minutes of recording. <laughs> Tanner... <laughs> Hilariously spilling a beer all over everything <laughs> has has done it, and it has turned my frown upside down. 
And you did it. You got there. It was your pratfalls and your hijinks, Tanner, that finally kind of pulled me out of this funk that I've been in. Which, folks, don't read too, don't read the internet too much. If the internet starts bumming you out, if your first and second favorite political candidates, yeah, both drop out of the race on the same. That's day, not the, the thing. I, no, and I'm not saying it's a thing for you. I'm just saying hypothetically, if and I'm not saying it's not the thing for you. I'm not saying it is or isn't the thing for you. I'm saying if that does happen to you, yeah. Just get off the internet. Anyway, I spilled most of a beer um, in here. I'm actually going to need a few more paper towels. Be right back. Okay, you get another beer. Okay, so Tanner's left again. And this is, honestly, this is the chaotic energy that I feel like I needed today. This is fun to watch. Did you get another beer? I'm out. This is, I only, I have like a a third of a beer in here. That's that's it. it. That's and that's it. I bet some of the creative professionals. I don't think they drink. I think drinking has become very, at least in Brooklyn. Yeah. I think drinking has become very um, passe. Okay, that's that's like that Dandy Warhol song. I think everyone and that's is topical. Like taking like Paul like a little like pollen producing plant. Yeah. And they're like blowing it in one another's eyes. Okay. We used to um, when we I went to raves back in the. Glory days, mm-hmm. we would take you know those like Vicks vapo inhalers. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't think they make those anymore. You would take them and you would like put the the back end of it in your mouth and then like blow through it onto someone's face. Oh, that sounds refreshing. <laughs> yeah, that sounds nice. Anyway, this has been dad talk dad talk yeah Yeah, a little bit of rave talk at the end and tanner spilled his beer but why we're here is that we do like to to talk about the california diaries and what we are is the babysitters club club we're still here we're still the babysitters club club i'm still jack shepherd my name is still and always will be and always has been for the last few years (laughs) tanner greenring yeah and what we're talking about today is california diary number six Sunny, Diary 2, waiting, watching, crash. Okay. Yeah. Waiting, watching. That's a Blink-182 song. Yeah, and Crash is a Dave Matthews song, but I want to cut you off at the pass there. Um, Okay. We do like to dive right in with a quick segment that is called... What would What's be on, on your, your diary? Tombstone. And it's yeah. what what words would be on your diary? Would be on your tombstone, right? These words are written on my diary. We never you will know what drives me. If you ever want to look inside me, we need your words. Yeah, and what I will remind you is that it's the Tombstone thing is a pizza commercial that's from a different property that's about pizza. Same, and, it's from Sarah era, though, and I think. quite different. And yeah. this is, I guess, you know what? Maybe it's on your tombstone. Maybe I'm in a bleak mood. Tombstone. Maybe yeah, this is what's uh, on yeah. your tombstone this today. This is perfect, yeah. Yeah, okay. You got that fucking, like, twisted gray <laughs> energy right now. Yeah. You've been, like, listening to corn all day. Uh, yeah. Do you want to know what I've been listening to all day? You want to know what Jack listens to when he gets mopey? 
and has a bad day. Talib Kweli, because it's all you've been listening to. No, I switched it up. I watched Birds of Prey. I came out of Birds of Prey. I sat down on a rock. Okay, and you're now you're just like being like a parody of yourself. And I put on immediately. I didn't even fucking hesitate. I put on Slow Dives Suvlaki. Okay. Where were you when you first heard Slow Dives Suvlaki? Slow dive. No, it's not like that. Take it easy. It fucking hits you right in the face with Allison is the first song. Where were you? I remember where I was when I first listened to Slow Dive Suvlaki. It's relevant, and I'm allowed to talk about it because it came out in the 90s. Mm. I was frantically writing uh, my dissertation on um, uh, critical analysis and sample translation of Caraton's Caleroe, uh, the early Greek novel. Um, and I had just gone to Tower Records and kind of flipped through the bins and I'd heard a lot about slow dive. I already had a curve album. I had a, um, spiritualized album, which like didn't quite do it for me. Um, and obviously I had, um, I was like pretty into my bloody Valentine, but I was like, I got to check out these slow dive folks and who boy Tanner, it looks like oh. you fell asleep. <laughs> um, uh, I desperately, um, last time I was in LA, desperately scoured, yeah, Amoeba Records, yeah, for Suvlaki for a um, My Bloody Valentine shirt. Oh, that's cool. Just so I could wear it and drive you insane. Oh, I would fucking hate that. <laughs> yeah, that would upset. Like me. people would ask, I'd be like, Oh, I just like the shirt. Yeah, I think they sang the song like uh, Helena. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like. I don't listen to emo. Listen to Slow Dive. Listen to Suvlaki. I probably won't. Um, um, you probably will. Uh, but we, that's what. We, so what we talk about is these books. And this bu- the week we read Sunny Volume Two. It's our first second book. Mm. And, and it's out of order. They've already and in, in a, in a true nineties. Yeah carefree grunge sort of way they've yeah. they've broken the order and it should be dawn but it's sunny again and we we're we're out of order and um what we like to do is we like to say what would be on our either diary or tombstone and what's on sunny's diary and or tombstone is waiting watching crash and i wonder what would be on yours tanner to walk me through it i don't know um Waiting is a so it's again. I've got a situation where it's gerund, gerund, imperative verb, um, and so what we like to do often is to describe our day, something intimate. Okay, but waiting and watching both start with W. W. Okay, so okay, so it's got to be gerund, gerund, imperative, but the first two have to be alliterative. Okay, does that seem fair? 
Yeah, I was going to say Wario Waluigi. But that, oh, he, that's no, neither of those are gerunds. And and probably don't describe your day. Well, <laughs> you don't know what I got up to. Well, and then Crash would be Crash Bandicoot. And then Crash would be Crash Bandicoot. Or okay. if I was playing Super Mario Kart 8. If I were playing Super Mario Kart There's a chance Kart I would have gotten in a crash because I do often play as Waluigi. <laughs> okay. And, but I, I don't want to lie. I don't want to lie. I didn't play Mario Kart 8 today. Okay. I was going to say if that's what you want, you can have it. Nope. What's I on your tombstone? That's it. You can have it however you want. I didn't play Mario Kart 8 today, and I okay. feel d- disingenuous to say that I did just so I could have Waluigi Wario crash. That sounds great, though, and I would buy that. Okay, but so what's what happened to you today? Jaren, Jaren, imperative verb. Mm-hmm. Alliterative, first syllable on both the first two words. Yeah. Here's what I did today. Mm-hmm. Woke up at 445 because of the boy. Because that's when he he likes to wake up. Yeah. Got up with him and fed him. Mm-hmm. Took him to Miss Joyce. Miss Joyce, the nanny. She has a full head of teeth. Oh, is that where he's getting them? From <laughs> now I think so. Because she does have te- like a lot of teeth. Yeah, you have told me that already. Yeah. Went to work. Yeah. Worked on a branding project. Branding. Branding. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. What are some other BR... Oh yeah, so we got to start with BR. Okay, um, branding. All right, well, I'm going to throw some out at you, and why don't you tell me if they you can they can fit with your day? Brigadeering. What does brigadeering mean? I think it's like pirates. Okay. Um, broing down. We're broing down now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Branding, broing down, and then I guess my imperative verb, just because it's on the mind now, would be play Mario Kart. Okay. And that's not something that you've done, but it's something that you I'm are demanding like on the else do about it. To, ready to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So walk me through. I am looking for a first edition. Okay. Of something, I don't know what it is, but I'm in a, a used bookstore, and there's a wizened old man who looks like he's part of the furniture, and he's been there. The door creaks, and it looks like everything's covered in cobwebs. Right. And he's and, like, be careful what you search for. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, it no, it seems like no one else has ever been in the store. And I also, like, I'm pretty sure I walk by the store every day for the last, like, couple years on my way to work. And it always seemed like it was something else. It was like a travel agency or something. But this time I'm like, wait a second. That's like, that's like this ancient used bookstore. And it's kind of, feels like it's calling to me. We'll have the book you're looking for. Don't yeah. you worry about that. So, and uh, the wise and old man beckons to me, and I'm like, are you going to need, like, business books or, like, self-help or, like, self-improvement? We have exactly what you need. And he reaches up yeah. on the top shelf of this, like, impossibly dusty bookshelf. Yeah. And he pulls an old leather tome off of it. <laughs> <laughs> and he knowingly hands it to you. Yeah. Pats the cover and then like pats So much dust. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> what is, who is this? This is the book you're looking for. It's a picture of you. Yeah. You got, you're giving a big thumbs up. Yeah. You got a big smile on your face and it says yeah. Tanner, number six, volume two. It's like, and I'm like, I feel like I've read I've read volume one of these. I don't know when or where. It feels like outside of time, but right. I feel like I have read volume one. Right. Tanner, number six, volume two, branding. 
broing down. Play Mario Kart. Play Mario Kart. And I have a question. Yeah. Is broing down like code for like J-O bros? <laughs> well, I, we're going to find out. Because yeah. I, I'm like, what does it take? And he's like, one gold coin. And I'm like, I don't have a gold. <laughs> one gold ducat. And I'm like, I don't have a ducat. And I reach into my pocket. And it's like, holy shit. Do. I, I do. I don't know <laughs> where this came from. But it's just like magically there. But like you have a gold ducat now. Yeah. But there's one tone that you're no longer able to hear. Yeah, ever again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's we uh, very annoyingly, it's the the sound of the starting bell of Mario Kart. Mhm. And I'm like just waiting there. Right. God, that sucks. Okay, good, good, good. What's mine? Let's get through mine. What's my one? Um, what did I do today? Moping around. Moping. Oh, yeah, you were pretty moping. So uh, moping. Definitely moping. Boy, was I feeling sorry for myself today. Who, boy? How'd you get to the theater? Uh, I, I walked and I listened to a podcast on oh, my way. I was hoping you took a moped because then it could just be moping. moping. Oh, it's got to be mo. Okay, well, move. I did watch a movie. Can I say movieing? Movieing. Uh, the babysitter comes over. What are you guys doing tonight? Oh, we're moving. We're no, moving. It's not great. Okay, so I watched the Harley Quinn movie by myself. So it may be misandry? No. Because it's all women in the, the movie? Uh, I, did, I did experience that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but you, it's not you a You were gerund. watching Birds of Prey and you thought, this movie's misandrous. I was like, fuck dudes. Fuck me. Why aren't I enjoying this movie more? Maybe it's my fault. Mo Modoc. No, we're remember it's Jaren's. No, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But Mod yeah, Modoc is the right type of direction. A big giant head who doesn't give a fuck. That's how I feel today. Oh, you did moan a lot about Mary I've Pete been, and Amy. It's not that's not the, the I'm gonna get destroyed. Everyone's very upset at the moment. About Mayor Pete and Amy. I mean you more than anyone. About politics. And if if you go around starting a rumor <laughs> that the reason that I'm mop, moping and moaning, which is what I'm doing, the timing is suspect. <laughs> you haven't even mentioned Tom Steyer. No, I said your first and second choice, <laughs> not your first, second, and third choice. Okay, moping, moaning. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to say play Mario Kart as well. It would be fun if you had a Switch. We could play online. Yeah, that would be fun. God, and then you would have like that. You know what's so good for being in a mopey mood? What? Playing video games. What about... <sighs> Maybe like uh, ignore the advice of your friend and don't see Sonic the Hedgehog instead of Birds of Prey. Ignore the advice of, like of your friend. That's wordy. Yeah, it's a little wordy. Um, how about abstain? Abstain? That sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Because you're because now that Pete and Amy are out, you're not going to vote. No, but that's not accurate. Um, and I, <laughs> I did abstain from putting up soundproofing curtains in this room. No, you didn't. I can see them behind you. I know, but I have more. How do you how do you condense, create a poor sonic environment for our helpless listeners who just want to be able to hear us <laughs> into one? Well, Sonic is the kind of through line. Oh, Sonic is kind of... The so thing. I think it's avoid Sonic. 
avoid song, and that is exactly and that's the what through you did. Light. Yeah, and I avoided creating a nice Sonic experience for our listeners, and I also avoided watching Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. And, and if I do play Mario Kart, they don't have Sonic in Sonic's there. not an option. You'd yep. have to play... Um, like some fucking modded Sonic up version. Da- no, there's a Sonic, Sonic Team Racers. Racer. Yeah. yeah, Sonic Racers. Um, okay, so now you are... So you're walking to work, Tanner, and you walk I'm past... I'm walking to work, and I see... It used to be a Bed Bath & Beyond, almost certainly. Every day you walk past, and you're like, yeah, oh, it's a fucking Bed Bath & Beyond. I but it's not today. I walk past the Bed Bath & Beyond in Manhattan, and in, in its place, and I swear to... And no one else seems to notice. Everyone is walking by as though it's not a big deal. But I th- swear this storefront that always been a Bed Bath & Beyond is now a ziggurat. <laughs> yeah like a sandstone ziggurat like yeah erupting from the manhattan street yeah and there's like a dark energy around it yeah and i'm just like i like i like stop and look at it for a second and like uh, uh someone's walking by and i just like try to get their attention i'm just like uh, is this ziggurat always been here is, that, is this a ziggurat but no one like no one's paying attention it's like mm-hmm. new york you know so everyone's just like brushing past me so a wise and old man opens the door to the cigarette and he beckons it's not you even in. a wise and old man it's okay. it's like a it's like a an impossibly old man he's like a okay. lich <laughs> okay yeah you know yeah and he just like he pushes back this stone tablet that's like serving as a door yeah and like i go up to it and i like test the stone and it's like tons yeah, so heavy. But this How did you open like this? Moved it with. There's like no meat on your bones. And I go in, and the walls are covered in bookshelves that contain like parchments and stone tablets and books from like all ages of history. And it's like a Borges library. It's like there's just like it seems to go on forever. Like yeah, if you yeah, look, yeah. if you look, you try to focus your eyes, and it's like, huh, that's weird. It's just like. There doesn't seem to be an there doesn't seem to be a horizon. Right, and then right in the front, there's a little display table, and it says like, "Books you'll fall in love with." Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and that's draw, that's pulling to you. It's pulling me. There's like a David Sedaris book there. It looks good. <laughs> yeah, who moved my cheese is there? Who moved my cheese is there? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's this book called Jack. Yeah. Book six, volume two. Yeah. And I think like oh, I heard about. The first volume in this book. Yeah. And I heard it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. But maybe, I mean, this is on like the recommend, like the staff yeah. picks table. There's so like a like, little note card underneath it and written in like Aramaic. It's right. like a very, what seems to be a very enthusiastic recommendation for the book. Yeah. Yeah. And then it says. It's what's a picture? The picture is you, mm-hmm. Jack Shepard. Mm-hmm. Sitting on a rock. <laughs> yeah. And you've got your like headphones. Does in. it look like I've just I've just watched a pretty fun action movie and somehow not been able to find the joy in it? Yeah. Yeah. And it says moping, moaning, avoiding Sonic. Avoid Sonic. Avoid Sonic. Yeah. Oh yeah. It wouldn't be a, a third Jaren. That's crazy. No, that would be it's fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I pick that up? Yeah. I don't know. And that's the question. I have these I have this infinite library of the of history's greatest knowledge in front of me. Yeah, it's it's labyrinthine. I feel like they set up this little table at the the front to like to to like weed to out weed the weed out the the people who don't like have enough magic in them to explore the universe. I guess I would ask the lich if I can take this book 
and go explore. <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay. So yeah, that's where I'm at. That's where you're at. Okay, good. This has been fun. Um, and uh, I wonder whether we should take a break before we really dive into talking about this novel because so. there's a lot to talk about. Though I kind of think you and I are mostly going to want to talk about one specific thing: the glyph, the fucking glyph. Yeah. Um, well, with that teaser, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Best Fiends is a free-to-download, casual, mobile puzzle game with literally yep. thousands of levels that is boredom's yep. worst nightmare. And yep. uh, if you guys don't remember, Tanner and I have been engaging in a friendly competition yep. uh, between my group of fiends, uh, the Jack's, Jack's jerks, Jumping Jerks, Jack's jumping jerks. and Tanner's Tiny, tiny Ticklers. ticklers. Yep. Um, and up until now, we've had some difficulties because while I have been playing through the game at quite a clip and advancing uh, and binging on the game and advancing mm-hmm. from level to to level uh, and enjoying more levels, events, and challenges that are added all the time. Um, Tanner, you've tended to have trouble um, getting your phone started. My phone wasn't working, but yeah. I have gotten it to work, Jack, okay. and I've, I've, I feel like I've caught up with you in Best yeah. Fiends. Um, okay, that's great to hear. I'm really I'm, I'm here to engage with you on it and, and talk about kind of our experiences playing the game. I do love the game. I just had a lot of phone troubles up until now. Okay, well, I'm glad but you're now back. But I'm, now I'm embracing it. I'm playing it. I'm having so much fun with it. I love it. Okay, well, I'll start. Uh, so one of my experiences playing the game that I really enjoy is um, I really like picking which fiends to use and oh, upgrading them that. and c- building a crack team as I go through the levels. My favorite is Mordecai. Okay, that's not one. It's my favorite fiend. What level are you on, Jack? I am somewhere in the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And yourself? Seven D thousand. Well, okay, that's a lot. They do have thousands of levels, uh, and they do have updates 000. all the time, so you can keep At playing least as 70, much as you 000. want. Yes. So yep. that's what level I'm on, and I am having a fun with it. It's me. It's Mordecai. Yeah. It's um, okay. That's not one of them. Well, maybe it's in the later levels. But, it's and, you haven't got there yet. Uh, it says here, what makes you want to keep at it? That's a good thing. For me, it's just, it's binge-worthy, and it's like, it's bite-sized. You can just play like a little bit for like 10 minutes uh, when you've got, when you're waiting for the something, whatever. To me, it's the feeling it gives me, if you know what I mean. No. Oh, just binge-worthiness. It feels so good to play. Yeah. And uh, when do you play? Only at night, baby. Okay. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Um, Only at night. Okay, perfect. I'm starting to think that you still have not been able to get your phone started. I I really want to play more. <laughs> yeah. Jack, I do love the game. It's very fun, and we yeah. were competing, but I have so many phone problems. Is it possible that you're f- holding your phone upside down? Tried that. Yeah. Okay. You know you can hold your phone sideways, too? Yeah. <laughs> And I tried that as well because someone I was I was on the forums. I've been in touch with the makers of Best Fiends, and I just I, this is not their fault. I can tell you this is not their fault. And them. the game is so fun. Yeah. I'm so interested in playing. Yeah. Okay. Have you tried turning your phone on? Oh, there's a button on that usually on the side. What do you mean on? Forget it. Uh, download Best Fiends free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. Holy That's shit. friends without the R. Best thing just lit up. Fiends. 
Okay. Well, this is great. Whoa. That's a lot of <laughs> notifications. <laughs> Excuse me? What's happening? What's happening? What is that? I don't like it. We're Tanner. Okay. Tanner, we're currently recording audio that people will hear. That was eleven forty five. Twelve twenty five AM. Shall oh, yeah. I explain that last entry? <laughs> oh yeah. I will in great detail. Yeah. I may want to recapture this moment someday when I'm older and jaded about men. Mm-hmm. When the world's brocks are flocking around me. No, you don't, Sonny, just to pause, you don't want that. You don't want the world's brocks flocking around you. And apologies to any baby brocks who are listening. But this brock is not a good brock. I'll always remember how it started. It started with a Trans Am. Red, loud, brand new. When Brock drove up, Don's mouth was hanging open. I saw it, and she was staring out her living room window. And I would be pretty surprised, too, if I were Dawn. Yeah. To see that my best friend, Sonny, mm-hmm. was dating a car. <laughs> a Trans Am. A loud red Trans Am. Mm, a loud up. red Trans Am. And we know this is Sonny's type. Yeah. Because Carson, the son of car. Yes. Was the last book, and Sonny was attracted to that vehicle as well. Right, yes. And we know that the- Son of car, and now it's a Trans Am. Fictional world of California is filled with these living cars from the one Sweet Valley High book that we did once read. Yes, and yeah, and that is canon. Right, where everyone and all the boys in that book were were cars. cars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then, you know okay. what? It's car theory. It's car theory, and, and it's all car cars. theory, and they are. They, it does appear that they are all cars. At least I think all Brock the boys is. in this book are cars, except for Ducky, and he kind of struggles with some identity issues because he's like a duck, a uh, man, or a duck. Yes. It's unclear. As, uh, he's, not dad, he's not a Sonny's car. Sonny's dad hires him to work at the bookshop, and he calls him Quacky, which. Sonny's dad is not a great character in this book, though he's dealing with a lot, and Sonny's not helping. Right. But I did chuckle a little bit when he called him quacky. Quacky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Brock's a car. Brock's a car and Sonny's dating a car. Tanner, can I add to that? Oh, pl- oh. <laughs> please. This stood out at me separate from, I missed that passage because I, I was like, oh, is Brock, is it hashtag schwing? And I'm glad I didn't say. Hashtag schwing, by the way, is what all the teens are saying about when they- Their um, erections the, cutting through the air. Humping the air. Um, I'm glad I didn't say that because- wouldn't there be egg on my face if I had a hashtag swing about a car? So I missed that, but here's what I did catch. Tanner, please, please listen to this. I'm listening. Okay, so this is, uh, this is, this moment happens during what ends up being a pretty fraught portion of the book, whereby Sonny and Carol, Dawn's stepmother, who is seven months pregnant, have hit it off. And Carol is kind of feels like more of a mother to Sonny than her own mother is because Sonny's afraid of visiting her mother and it causes a rift between her and Dawn. But then Carol is on like bed rest. Because she passed out in a dressing room. And Sonny is left alone with her and she goes and leaves a pot on the stove to flirt with a boy. 
And okay. what happens is that the pot catches fire and it's a fucking disaster, but that's yeah. not what I'm interested in. That is, okay. I'm not interested in that. Right. What I'm interested in is this. Mrs. Bruin looked like she wanted to kill me. I could not stay there another second. I was out the door. A car just zoomed by. Some ugly yahoo with a stringy mustache leaned out the window and shouted something unintelligible at me. Tinner, okay. is that or is that not definitely Rick Andover? Rick Andover from... Sweet Valley High. Sweet Valley High. An ugly yahoo with a stringy with a mustache? stringy mustache. Yep. That's Rick Andover. That might be Rick Andover. And it's it's the kind of moment that is the attention is drawn to it so hard that it yeah. feels meaningful. It feels meaningful. I was like, who is this person? And then yeah. I was like, I know I've met this person. It's Rick Andover. He's That's the, Rick Andover. It's the ugly Yahoo with a stringy mustache. You remember he takes like he picks up Jessica. He's like, hey, heaven, which way to Mars? Yeah. And then he he's takes the her original. To, he's the, the progenitor of car theory. Yeah. He's the reason car theory exists. He's the reason it exists. And isn't that interesting in the Sweet Valley High universe and the California Diaries universe? Of course, it's in the same It's state. also, uh, Sunny has several bows and several hashtag swings this week. Yeah. She meets this, this lovely Trans Am. And also, when the pot burned, mm-hmm. it's because Bo, yeah, Bo a car, yeah. right. was yes. outside honking at her. She's like, why didn't he come knock? And it's like, well, you can't, he couldn't. Right. Car. He couldn't. How could he? All How could he, he come do and knock? Sit out on the street yeah, she spends and a lot of time being like, why doesn't he knock? He just keeps honking. Wouldn't any normal boy who's interested in me come and knock on the door? It's like, no, it's a car. It's a car. He can only, all he can do is honk. It's doing its best. Right. Car theory is, is strong oh, in these books. Worryingly strong. Uh, I have a quick question. Okay. Yes, please. Do you know who wrote this book? Yes. Okay. I'm not sure. I know because Orem put it in there. This time. All right. What? I, Jack? Yeah. I do know. Oh, you do know. Okay. I don't and... want you or um, my so-called babies to think I'm dumb. I do know. Okay. I'm just trying to... It's like... It's a segue. It's a segue. Here's what I think is going to happen. I don't think anyone thinks you're dumb. I don't. So-called babies don't. And if they do, they're dumb. Okay. But I do think that the so-called babies are going to think you're bad at segues. And I also think that. And that is true. And it's just a true fact on the ground. And we're just going to have to do it. And I'm really not sure who wrote this book. Yes. Um, I guess I can ask my friend Nicole. Okay. Baby baby be Nicole. Nicole? Nicole? She's in the recording studio with you? Can you do like a song about who wrote the book and like set it to like a gotta be 90s gotta be from this era 97 ish yeah 98 just do that real quick okay great slow dive if i can put in a request something from suvlaki which is like 94 or pygmalion which is their album Totally filled it with laughter and drama. Hey Pete, hey Pete, did you write this book? He did, he did, he did. Just take a look. Pete stood first in line for brains. Not a single word written was remotely mundane. Lorraine just moaned and flowed from his hands. His Pete sleeping at the switch. No Pete's the man. Hey Pete, hey Pete, did you 
write this book? He did, he did, he did. It's off the hook. The Rangers. Mo, 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 moment. Love. The Rangers. Mo, 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 moment. Love. Rangers. Okay. Okay. And thank you, Baby B. Nicole, for recording that song about the Ghost Rider this week, which was about the, and let's be, please be careful about the, and I don't want to say odorless. Oh, and I wouldn't, because it's not, it's not that there's not an odor. There is an odor. Neutrally and unremarkably odored. It's, I, Torso, and as that that seems like damning with faint. I praise. just I, here's what I would say: it's yeah. a good odor, and I like smelling it. No, because that's going to no, 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 no. And then I think I just won't. I won't draw. I know, I'm not. I'm not interested in drawing attention to it. You know. But think about it this way: if you said to anybody, anybody, so think it, what we want is the vibe of person you're glad to sit next to on the subway. If you turn to the person you're sitting next to on the subway and you say. Oh, you have a good odor, and I like smelling it. That's already gone too far. That's can this I is ask, the vibe that we want to project question? towards. Super, this super, 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 yeah. super, super quick question. Yeah. What is the situation below the belt? Unclear. No feet. Well, we don't know. We just can't. It's like okay. it's almost like our brains go into this haze. We don't even look. We don't even look. As far as we're concerned, it's a torso. It's a torso, and it's so think about, imagine, and this is what we want to project towards this person. Sitting on the subway, you would turn to them and you would say, you have an unremarkable odor. Right. It's neither good nor bad. Right. Right? That's what you would say. And as far as I'm concerned, you are but a floating torso. What I'm imagining is a floating torso, or I don't know. I'm like... I've never cast my gaze south of his belt. Yes. Because I've never had any need to. No, and why would you? We respect his art, yes. yes. Do we look below his belt? No. Do we smell need to. more do we take more of a deep breath I'm around him something. than we otherwise I'm would? smelling something. No. I'm smelling something. And I don't want to draw attention to it. And like this is a matter of personal taste, and it's like maybe yeah. It's good. Maybe it's sweet smelling. Maybe it's not. Everybody has a smell. I think we're talking about the same being. It's like it's like cloves. It's like it's like freshly cut grass. Oh yeah, it's like it's like good smelling sweat. It's like honeysuckle. Yeah, it's like someone has taken a Vicks vapo pen and they've put their mouth on the wrong yeah. side of it and they're, and they're blowing, blowing it, it in your back face. in my face. Yeah, you t- you did I should probably should have said this before but you did take about 5 hits of ecstasy before that. Oh, happened. I always do. I always yeah, do. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So I think we're there and it's a torso and it's sweet Pete and it's, and it's regular Pete. Moment. It's normal Pete Peter Larangis. Peter wrote this one. Yep. And thank you, Baby B. Nicole, for submitting your Larangis Moment song to the tune of the President of the United States of America. And shouldn't we all just be a little bit more like Nicole? And yeah. <laughs> Don't we think where we've yes. done the work and we've recorded ourselves, 
singing our own parody lyrics instead of relying on two unreliable narrators <laughs> to do it for us. Um, and and there goes so, my hero, watch her as she goes. And what was the moment that you knew that only uh, unremarkably odored Peter Larangis, the first, uh, must have written this novel for us? Good question. Great question. Here it is. Lunch break. Yeah. A sleep break would be better. <laughs> Funny. Fat chance for that. I am huddled into the corner of Winslow Books. Earth sciences to the left. Engineering to the right. No one will bother me here. I guess uh, the thing I thought was funny is is Pete is like saying people who earth scientists and engineers are all lame dorks who, <laughs> you know, they're, they're not seen in public and they don't go out shopping for books and it's because they <laughs> like lose their home bodies. And you identify with that. And you think science is, where, are you, where do you stand on that? Not worth I think pursuing. It depends on the science. Yeah. If it's a science the Bible supports, fine. Okay, good. Yeah. I would like to read a Pete moment to you. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about this book. You can tell it's Pete, but the book is pretty mopey and moaning and avoids Sonic, isn't it? It does. I, I, uh, it does, all three of those things. Yeah. Yeah. There's no Sonic, and it's pretty mopey and moaning. Sonny is justifiably angry and she's taking it out on everybody right uh except ducky even ducky because ducky needs her right now because alex is uh, oh yeah is we just causing him this. trouble yeah and she's not as supportive as she could be right like he tells her about alex and she's like okay whatever why don't you just like not Sunny be his friend anymore sucks she does but but understandably yeah, but she still sucks. She sucks. She sucks. And she c- comes after Dawn, and th- there's only one person who can come after Dawn, and it's me and Tanner. And that's because we're her dad. Yep. We're her dad, and we're coming after Dawn. I didn't mean that I'm Dawn's dad, but I do feel very protective of Dawn in a way that makes me feel like I'm entitled to point out all of her flaws. Right. But makes me upset when anyone else does, especially Sonny. I think should be- most... Men, yeah, or male identifying individuals, or or really anyone with male genitalia, is protective of Dong, because I think it's a of sensitive Dong. area. No, no, no. I'm so- saying Dong, Dong, the character in this book, Sonny's best friend and next door neighbor. Oh, okay. yeah, and that's okay. why we were at cross purposes. Yeah, but I'm just saying, don't come after my Dong, Dong, Dong. And don't come after Dawn, Sonny. And Sonny's rude. Sonny's like sleeping over at the fucking Schaefer's yeah, house like, it's every just, it's goddamn like a hotel. night. She's there every night, and she sleeps. And in then Dawn's she's like room. mad because Dawn like goes to the mall without her once. Like right. fucking give me a break. And like oh, and Dawn's like visiting Mrs. Winslow too much. Yeah, although they've swapped mom. It's been a mom swap. There's been a mom swap, and it's mom swap. The, the, and and Sonny manages to fuck that up too. Yeah, because she almost kills. Anyway, um, but so what I'm saying, although it may not seem like it, the point that I'm making is that although this book did give me laryngitis in a big way, yes, it's not totally chock a block full of like fun, funny moments because it's pretty dark. It's it's Pete in his edgy. He's 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 doing edgy Pete. It's edgy Pete, which is something you can do. And yes. maybe maybe in the California Diaries, the Larangis moment is not about 
the moment that made us laugh or the moment that made us realize that it's the the creative mind of of Pete Larangis acting as court jester, but it's yeah. the creative mind of Peter Larangis acting as like court mortician or like yeah. the moment that really made us like confront our mortality. Like I think both are skills, you know. They're incredible skills. Um but here's my here's my moment that made me um realize that only Peter Larangis could have written this book. It's a brief moment and I think it would have been improved if I could have seen all of the visuals in this book, but Orem didn't really bother, did they? Nope. They said, Do you want some visuals? Here's some visuals, they said. Yeah. And then they did this thing where they like Yeah. Okay, like Tanner's karate, like this oh, is like he's like doing a, on their dick. Cr- a double karate chop, like an X. To like, yeah. No, like a V. Yeah, it's like a V that yeah. like accentuates the dick. They're like, yeah. here's your visual. Here's your, here's your visual media. Yeah, if and you want integrated like, media, doing this, like crotch chop, you've come to the wrong company. Yeah, right. they did do that, and that was upsetting, especially since we paid twenty dollars for this one. Yeah, Orem. Orem. Well, Ducky recovered. In fact, he was the one who invited Brock to sit with us on the beach. Ducky is the best friend. That took me a while to get past. She's not saying Ducky is my best friend. She's, She's saying, saying Ducky is Ducky the is best the friend. best friend. Right. He's all of our best friends. Any other typical guy would have been so jealous, especially if he changed all his plans just to go to the beach the way Ducky did. He was supposed to help his brother paint their garage today. But the, yeah, like Ted is ever going to fucking actually get it together to paint the fucking garage. Literally yeah, right. no way that's going to happen. More like but fled. The, that's good. That was great. From the house. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it. But the moment I came over and mentioned the beach, he began packing a cooler and stuffing a blanket and towels into his backpack. He is more than a best friend. He's a saint. And then underneath that is written, Saint Ducky the Great. Thank you. Bless you. And then Sonny's written, oops, I showed my private journal to someone. <laughs> and I just... It's they all like image. doing this. They it's all nice... like sharing their journals. Yeah, and they shouldn't, and it's against the rules. But it was nice because Ducky read that, and it gave me this nice moment of Ducky feeling validated. And then what he's done is he's written, thank you, bless you. Bless you. And, and it's sweet. Blessed. And Peter Loran just wrote this one. And Peter Loran just wrote this one. Uh, Sonny does say at some point, she's like, a lot of the boys in my grade... Because the teachers are never going to read these journals, yeah, because it's like part of the assignment. Oh yeah, they just write like they just write random words and totally random shit. Is one hundred percent what I would have done. That is one hundred percent not what I would have done. (laughs) I would have written a California Diaries. This is where we're different, man. I would. You would have just written like apple grape banana, apple grape banana, apple grape banana. And I would have like poured my fucking heart out. It would be like I would be like, can I have another one of the diaries, please? I've used this one up. This is my masterpiece. It's like soggy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the fucking elephant in the room. Let's just talk about it, man. Let's talk about the signal. Let's, let's talk about the symbol, the glyph. Yep. yep. Let's talk about the glyph. The uh, glyph. Okay. Um, 18 times. So here's, uh, let me, I'm going to set this up. 18 times. Here's what's scary. You said, you texted me today. And you were in a bad mood. And, oh, and you, man. You were mopey and you were. Not in a you good You didn't mood. get around to reading the book before today. Can we say that? Is that fair to say? That's fine. That's fine. And I was like, Tanner, I need help. I need you. And you were like, have you noticed all these fucking symbols in the book? I, was I like, said, is your, is your book full of symbols? Is your book full of symbols? And I said, no. I said, no. 
I haven't read all of it yet, but no. And then as soon as I put down the phone, they started appearing. That's scary. Once the book knew, once Orem knew that I knew that you had seen the fucking, I'm calling it the axe. I don't know what you're calling it. I was calling it the hatchet, but okay, it's the same, same basic thing. <sighs> I started noticing them, and you're a symbologist, right? I'm a symbologist, yeah. Yeah, I know a lot about semiotics. It's a, it's sort of, a, but I know uh, nothing uh, about symbolo- symbology. Yeah, it's a similar uh, area of study. Yeah, but we're mostly focused on symbols. Symbols. Yeah. Yeah, and so you're a symbologist, and we're going to do a little bit of symbology here. So uh, uh, the axe appears. So what do we want? You want to settle on something? Uh, the axe, the hatchet. Well, I, let's let's look at it quickly and describe it. So it's, it's facing. So the symbol is facing to the left, to stage right. House. The left. best way I can the, describe it as it's as though it's a superscript, uppercase H, but the right half of the H is elongated so it looks almost like a like a pole axe like it's like right it's like a, a blade of an axe on a pole so let's call it the pole axe let's call it the pole axe and so we've seen the pole axe and we've seen it 18 times and you and i without talking to each other about it have captured each instance it felt important it felt like Orem was trying to con- con- to 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 communicate something to us. It feels ominous to me. Do you agree that it feels ominous? I'll say you this: I've never seen this symbol in my life. It's a fucking polex, man. It's what got Trotsky. Oh yes, it that's is how they got Trotsky. Trotsky. Right. I'm sure so a lot of people in history have died to to the, the polex. Yeah, and maybe us. Yeah, I think. Well, I don't know. I I don't know if you have a theory. My only working theory is that Orem is coming for us. I so this they start this putting is, axes in the books. We've been criticizing axe. them. We're their fiercest critics. They've been sitting on their fucking laurels for twenty fucking years, and all of a sudden, these two powerhouses come out and are calling them out day after day. It gets back to them, and suddenly there are fucking pole axes appearing in the book. The pole axe punctuates. 18 words in this book. Yes. Okay, that's a, this is a good... Should I read the 18 words now? Just yeah, sort let's, of... let's start there. In order? Yeah. Okay, here we go. And what if it's different for both of us? Well, keep track. Did you okay. track yours? I've got mine tracked, yeah. In order? Yeah. Everyone. Everyone. Paradise. Paradise. Christopher. Yep. Me. Yep. Anything. Yep. Just. Yep. Just, just again. Risk. If. If. And that's the double. That's the double because that appears in the same paragraph after risk and if. Yeah. Yep. And then risk again. Risk again. Of. of. Okay. Risk. But. Risk of what? Of but. Oh boy. Okay. Risk of but. Carson. Okay. Carol. Carol. Down. Down. Dad. Dad. Detail. And then detail. 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 Well, watching and then detail. Oh, sorry, you're right. Watching. Watching and then detail. So detail. we captured them both. And so watching. So can I talk about the ones that stood out to me? Everyone in Paradise is scary because that feels like kind of cultish. Everyone in Paradise. And then Christopher, which could be Christ. Okay, yeah. Everyone in Paradise. Christ is me. But. Anything just, just risk 
Just risk, risk. And then they, they want to emphasize that. Just risk if risk of but. Carson, Carol. Carson, Carol. Okay, so I feel like Carson and Carol are important to this. Down, dad. Down, dad. And that's God. Mm-hmm. Watching. Detail. Detail. Okay, now I want to I want to try to to zoom out a little bit on this. Okay, okay. So my double symbol, when the symbol occurs for the first time in the same paragraph, look, I realize it's boring to look after an invalid. I don't like being one. This is Carol. I don't want to burden people, but someone else is involved in this. Someone who is depending on me to stay healthy. Someone whose life has just been put at risk. Polax. I know. I said I was sorry. Sorry doesn't matter, Sonny. We'll all be sorry if... Polax. And if you read the axe as part of the phrase, if you read the axe as not just being like a footnote symbol, but as okay. like actually in the it's thing... It's as though it cut off. We'll all be sorry if the Polax. That's where we'll be sorry. I'll be sorry if the Polax. I don't want to risk the Polax. And she says, we'll all be sorry if... They're talking around it, but it's there. It's a fucking warning. I'm wondering now if there's a physical Polax in the room with these people, and they're like... The right. symbol is them gesturing to it. Yeah. You know? Where it's yeah. like a, a six-foot staff with an axe on the end. Right. And okay. Carol's like... It's like hanging over them. Yeah, that makes sense. She's, she, uh, Tanner has forgotten that it's an audio medium, but he's done a very effective nod in the direction of, uh, is there a Polex in your room? Because it really genuinely did make me believe that you were nodding towards an axe. I think um, there may as well be, given the the mood you're in. And, you and that's a metaphor for that. It's like uh, this thing's going to, come down and chop my head off at any moment yeah okay and we and so we're pretty confident about this is just like it's either a physical or like a metaphorical pole axe it's that that everyone can see and either we don't know whether they know about it in their like in their immediate consciousness right but it's it's always there like someone else who had like had the fucking like scales fall from their eyes would just see it right and i'd be like this is what they're dancing around this is what like is causing all of this shit. And the rest of us are like aware of it. And uh, I don't know how you and I have been invited in or like ushered into being aware of it now. Well, I think you got into it. And then when you told me about it, I started. To I don't see know how it. I became aware of it. Yeah. And that's worrying. I don't know uh, who who made the scales fall from my eyes. Yeah. But I guess maybe I have a, a, a it's probably Sweet Pete. I'm the one who communicates with him. Yeah. So I feel like. He's been trying to tell everyone for years. No, I think he's I think he's damned me. He's like, "Hey, guess what? Asshole. Now you see what I've been seeing. Now you see the darkness that I have been unable to convey, that yeah. I've been hiding. I can't help it when I write I live these with books. This burden. But they come into the books because I put every part of me into these books. I live with this burden every yeah. time I write one of these books and you've been blind to it. Yeah. You're like a a 2D creature living in a 3D world and now you're a 3D creature. Yeah. Living in a 10D world. And welcome, and there's pole axes fucking everywhere. Right. Like the odorless torso of Peter Larangius. A tendy creature. And we've integrated, and this is yeah. the media we've integrated this And week. we've integrated, and now we've integrated with the media. Oh. And the road is open. It's so powerful. Isn't it? And we've integrated with the media. Tanner, I would like to draw your attention 
to something else. How do you say, okay, here's a question for you. Because this is, I, I don't know if it's related. I assume it's related. It's similarly worrying and scary. But the question I have in terms of how I bring this up to you is how do you say, I fucking told you and you wouldn't fucking listen and now it's too late to someone that you care about? Is that the way? Just, should I just say that? If you, you want to say, if you, you want to convey wanna, that, you don't want to put idea. them on the defensive. No, right? Yes. You don't want them to be on their back foot because you no. want them to understand you and, and you want them to be on the journey with you, right? Right. So maybe the take out the expletive. I would say maybe, here's what I would say if I yeah. were you. Yeah. You were right. You were right. Okay. Do a compliment sandwich. And actually, I, I got the yeah. idea from you. Okay. And borrowed it. And even though you sort of had... Right. Apparently had some contrary opinions to yes. what I'm about to say. It was you who really helped me it, to crack it. It was born out of open. challenging something that was so implicit and so understood right. by you. Yes. That I kind of adopted it as my own thought. Okay. Is what I would say. Okay. So when you, Tanner, last me. week. Yeah, me. no, this is, I'm just moving on. Thanks for the okay. tip. Yep. This is different. This is something else. But when you challenged me last week to think I would never in a challenge you, I would never challenge you. Well, no, I I didn't mean this in the sense that you were like challenging me, like in a dual type of way. But like you are constantly challenging me. I have nothing to, but respect for you and no, no, no. your opinions and your your intelligence. I I mean challenge in a different way. Like you're like just the force of your intellect and your intelligence and your understanding, particularly yeah. of these books. Yeah. Makes me feel like I need to challenge myself to be better. Yes. Okay. And, and I, you know and that. I have actually encouraged you to be better as well. Yeah. And a specific instance of this happened last week when I brought up the fact that, weirdly, for some fucking reason in these books, every fucking week, there's a goddamn turtle out of nowhere. And... At first, I was when you were like, oh, kind of dismissive of it, and you're like, oh, it's like Terry Pratchett. Yeah, Discworld. That and sounds then, like it sounds like I embraced your idea and and plused it. And that's what I'm realizing. Right, and so you're just here to like compliment. And I'm I'm here to affirm. I'm here to affirm that and add to it. And okay. I want to I want to begin by thanking you. I when I have a quick question. Yeah. Do you when you go to the Louvre, yeah, um, in Paris, yeah. see the Mona Lisa and think, "I'm here to add to that," <laughs> or do no. you think this is a beautiful like work of uh, a masterpiece? And yeah, and I have nothing to add to it. Right? Maybe yeah. all I should do is just quietly appreciate it, like yeah. all these um, Australian tourists. And so, in the metaphor, I'm the Mona Lisa. I think Terry Pratchett is maybe <laughs> okay. Lisa. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and the Discworld series of novels is the Mona Lisa. Tanner, can I read? So here's what we know. Here's what we yeah. know, and here's what you know. I don't have to tell you this. I'm Da Vinci. I'm Da Vinci here. Amalia, book one. James throws rocks at a turtle. Fast forward, Ducky, book one. He goes to sit in this like. And it's like it's these incredible moments. It's like when uh, when like Amalia is realizing that James is a monster. He throws rocks at a turtle, and then in Ducky, Ducky goes to 
try to reconnect with his old friend who's suffering. And the way that he does it is they sit down on a bank and Ducky points out a turtle. Right. Which bank? It's a, a like a river bank. TD. It's in Las Palmas. No, it's a river bank. A bank? Uh, like a on bank a, a, a raised patch of dirt near a river. Okay. Sorry, sort I said like bank. And that was my fault. River. And that was my fault. It's yeah, like the yeah. sides of the river. Yeah. Ducky, where are you? And this is from this book. Maybe he's not coming. Maybe he lied to me over the phone. Maybe he's disgusted with me, too. Well, he'll just have to stand in line behind Dad, Carol, Mom, Dawn, Mrs. Bruin, Mr. Schaefer, Jeff, and Carol's doctor. What if he doesn't come? Where am I supposed to stay now? Not at home. Not at Dawn's house, either. Not after today. I'll stay here. I can swim out to the island in the middle of the pond. Sleep with the turtles. Dream about this afternoon. And it's turtles again, and it's turtles all the way down in these books. And they're everywhere. Anytime there's a moment of crisis, Anne or Pete shows us a turtle. Right, and this is something you and I are aligned on, and it is something I supported you on. Yeah, and, and, and... Lifted me up For to this two place. Two weeks in a row, and now yeah. going on three weeks in a row because I did see this, and I you thought, created you created this, this, and in a lot of ways I created it. Right? Yeah, yes, this is because of you. We're here because of you. We're in this moment now because of me. Yeah, yep, I would agree. Yeah, and I guess all I have to say is you're welcome. Yeah, and thank you. Did I say thank you in all of that? Did I say thank you? Did I say the um, words? If thank you, you did, it, it didn't. It, you it didn't, didn't say it enough. Okay, and it didn't really register. Yeah. Okay, here's another moment. I want to say another moment, and then we're going to do our burn of the week, and then we're going to get the fuck out of here. Okay, good, because I'm literally falling asleep, Jack, because my son, my rotten boy son, yeah, woke me up at 4.45 this morning. I'm sorry. And it's just what he does. He's this just like, I'm up. Whose morning is it to come and take care of me? I'm all cheered up now. I had a bad, mopey-ass day. I'm in a yeah. good mood. I'm ready to podcast for another couple hours. And I am the buoy, and you are the anchor. <laughs> it held down to the, to the bottom yeah. of the bay. Yeah, and that's what has to happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me let me give you let me wake you up with this because okay. I think this is a very very nice moment. I took a long walk. I had to clear my head, so I went to Dad's store to visit Ducky on his first day on the job. He looked great. Cool haircut. New clothes. A small conservative earring. But after seeing him here, I have decided that Ducky's in the wrong business. He should be in childcare. He didn't notice me at first. He was sitting on a bench in the kids' section, bouncing a couple of toddlers on his knees. They had board books in their mouths. So did Ducky. It was so cute. I feel it washing over me like. And I feel it. And I feel it. Good, clean babysitting fun. <laughs> and it's just EBS all the way down. Yeah. And I feel, and I feel. Good, clean babysitting fun. Yeah. Is that Pearl Jam? Did you babysit? And there's yeah. good, clean babysitting fun in no, this book. And you Stone got Stone Temple Pilots. And it's Stone Temple Pilots. And you would only know it. If you like us, you're like we're like hunting dogs who have this like just like we're bred to have the scent 
just like even the tiniest I can whiff. S- I can smell it on the wind. I can go yeah. into a bookstore and pick out any book that has good cleaning babysitting fun in it. Yeah. Yeah. Even just a, even just a, a passing mention of it like this. Yeah. Book. I'm like one of those dogs who can smell cancer. <laughs> you know? But in a nice in a, a nice version of it. Yeah. Um <laughs> Jack. Yeah, I would love to do a quick burn of the week and it sounds like you need to go to sleep. So <gasps> And that's what we call it now because it's California and it's Burns. And what was your burn this week, Tanner? Oh, gosh. I got to pull up my notes again, huh? I had, like, my phone put away and everything. I thought we were out of here. You want me to tell you mine? Literally thought we were out of here. There are two great burns in this book, and that's how you know it's a peep book. That's the other way you know it's a peep book. And I found it. (laughs) My burn. Yeah. The baby is kicking. Carol let me feel it. And I feel it. Him. Her, this morning I stopped by the Schaefer's on the way to school, and Carol and and uh, Orham has decided to at the beginning of the paragraph capitalize Carol and midway through the the paragraph not capitalize Carol, which is confusing. fucking Orham, man. And they're like they're alternately just infuriating and also terrifying, and I don't yeah. know which way to feel about them. Maybe both, infuriated and terrified at the same time. And Carol, lowercase c, made me put my face right up against her tummy. At first, I couldn't feel a thing. Then she told me to sing. So I sang the first song that popped into my head, my absolute favorite Maggie Bloom tune, Hey, hey, hey Down, down there. there. It's actually yeah. a Vanish song. It's a Vanish song. But it, but she did. And, and Maggie Bloom wrote it, write it but it. Yeah. she's just the backup singer for Vanish. I just want to clarify that. So I sang the first song that popped into my head, my absolute favorite Maggie Bloom tune, or I should say Vanish tune, Hey, Down There. Appropriate, I thought. Bam! A sharp toe right in the kisser. I screamed. It was the weirdest feeling. Carol was laughing. She said the baby was going to be a soccer player. Dawn made me swear I'll never tell Maggie what happened. That song is her pride and joy. Carol stood in the doorway, waving to us as we walked off, her other hand resting on her belly. She looked so cool. I don't know what it is about pregnant women. They just have this glow. I told that to Dawn. She gave me a funny look. She said Carol always glows. Carol has oily skin. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking burn on Carol. (laughs) Good. She has oily skin. Um, Don and Sonny do mom switch. Yeah. But mom swap. Mom swap. Dork sided. But it is true. Although Dawn comes off better, she's not great to Carol. I'll tell you my burn real quick because it looks like you're falling asleep on your feet. Try to pay attention and I'll just walk us through the outro. Here it goes. If I'd left through the front door, I would have made it. But I went through the back and I ran into Carol. She was at the kitchen table knitting something that looked like an ugly acrylic tube sock. She asked me what I thought of it. My mind was already outside. My feet were itching to go. I wanted to be miles away. I had to say something, though. So I asked her if she was making it for Dawn. Her face fell. It's a baby booty. Are you giving birth to an orangutan? I said. <laughs> Good burn. Do you know who the the true burn there is? Yeah. Dawn. Dawn. It's on Dawn because... Oh, yeah, because she thinks Dawn She says, like... are you making it for Dawn? Are you making Dawn it for Dawn has, like, orangutan? abnormally long arms. Yeah. Like, long, hairy arms. Yeah. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's canonical. 
Um, what we should do is it seems like we should go and leave. And I, you have been the buoy and I have been the anchor. Yeah. And now we are reversed because now you are the anchor and I am the buoy. I have fully cheered up thanks to having a couple of hours to chat about this nice book with my nice friend. And I, I appear to have taken all of the energy out of you. Yeah, and I've I've taken on a lot of water and I've took started a- <laughs> to sink yeah. Yeah. into the murky depths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to carry us out of here as quickly as I can. Please do subscribe to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Uh, it's about the little sister books, and we do sing the descriptions, and it's really fun. And we are very grateful for everyone who has taken the time to support us, and we are very welcoming of new supporters there. It's lots of fun. Jump in. The water's warm. Please also do check out our merch. You can get our merch at bit.ly slash bscc merch uh, we got lots of t-shirts and stickers and totes and other good things um write and review our show on itunes and please do join the baby nation facebook group it's where all the fun and all the action happens you can find it by going to the babysitters club club facebook page and looking for that group uh in the meantime what i'd like to tell you is that this week we read a novel that was called california diaries number six sunny volume two waiting watching crash and next week we're going to be reading california diaries number seven dawn diary two inside out okay i'll start thinking about what's going to be on my tombstone now jack yes thank you for joining me i again so sorry about mayor pete and amy (laughs) and thank you for saying for bringing that back up and And my name has been tanner greenring And please do go watch the uh, Harley Quinn movie. It's fine. It's good. It's fine. My name is Jack Shepard and has been. Uh, Sunny is running away from her problems now. And the way she talks, you would think that confiding in a close friend had just been invented. And I'm like, what oh, what is the sound I'm hearing? Sarah's cooking me dinner. What do you want me to do? You want me to run out there and be like, hey, babe? <coughs> hey, babe. Like, uh, Tanner's hearing like a sound. <laughs> hey, babe. <laughs> can you uh, can you stop whisking the dinner? Also, Sarah had to do like more than seemed reasonable of like picking up our child and looking after him because I was in such a fucking funky mood today. Oh yeah, and she you was very want, supportive. You want to like infect the child with that? That is actually true. <laughs> yeah, they're like little sponges for that shit. Yeah. Um, so I'm not gonna. So folks, if you can hear the uh, whisking in the background, allow it to warm the cockles of your heart because it means that somebody cares for me after all. Yeah, and it's not you, and it's not me, and it's not Mayor Pete, and it's, it's not, not Amy Klobuchar, and it's not fucking yeah. Harley Quinn. Yeah, and it's not Harley Quinn. That was a HeadGum Podcast.